And we're live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, Manny Garavito, and today I am joined with Ridiculous Nicholas. Hey, what's going on, guys? Do you still go by Ridiculous? I mean, I do whatever, bro. I just... Because the way you promote the shows these days... Um... It, it just comes to the point where uh, Ridiculous is cool. That's, that's my stage that a lot of people say, it, but when you hear Ridiculous and you don't know me, you automatically want to laugh. It's automatically a joke. It's just, it's just that. So it's like... I'm Nick. Once you get to know me, we're cool, and you understand, oh, he's ridiculous. But, uh, I gotta know my name. <laughs> well, on the promos, I see, since you're uh, gaining a lot of uh, attention, especially on the improv, um, you're now going by Nick Sofran. Sofran. Yeah, I just use my name. Okay. So, in case you guys don't know, uh, uh, the reason I asked Ridiculous to be on the uh, show was because uh, not only is this guy by far one of the best comics in Miami, by but he's far. also... <laughs> far! <laughs> you know, it's always, it's always the cocky ones that always make it, huh? Hey, um, that's always make it. No, man, but I, I, really, uh, I really admire all the hard work you do as well, man. You're, you're, you know, you're definitely not humble, but you're kicking ass. Yeah. I mean, if you put in work, you, you, do, you do work, you, you want to get, like, acknowledgement and... I feel like where we are in South Florida, we don't get it, uh, enough acknowledgement. So, shit, I acknowledge go myself. Hard. Yeah, like, hey, man, I did this. I'm going to celebrate for me, you know? Yeah. I'm my biggest fan, bro. So what are some of the productions you're doing now uh, with the improv these days? You're oh, doing a lot. Like, you're, you're, yeah. you're not only doing headlining shows, but you're also bringing a lot of uh, uh, local comics along with you. Yeah, because I feel like we don't have a, a, a hub down here to like reach out to a mainstream audience and stuff right. like that like we're just stuck in our own little backyard and we have some funny guys down here and we can't even match up our talents with guys in new york or guys with la so i think some people down here feel like yo man these guys are so funny just because these guys are so far or doing something on the internet or they have some content but it's kind of hard to judge yourself against somebody else's until you actually are in that same room in that same building so I'm watching some guys, and they're funny as hell, bro, but they don't understand that, yo, I, you at least have, you know, a little bit of what it takes. And if they probably understand that, then they'd be open up more to, hey, maybe trying harder or trying to exceed because it's about normal. It's kind of like we match, we match against ourselves rather than seeing the bigger picture. Exactly, you know? Like, I totally get that. Don't, don't, uh, we always underestimate ourselves. Like, nah, fuck that. Like, we got to go out and get it. Like, yeah. There, there, there's a whole, I always feel like uh, whenever I go see the scene, uh, not only in the major cities, but like when I go to Phoenix and I go see a comedy, local comedy show there, completely different than the kinds that we do here. Yeah. Uh, not only the uh, local shows, but the bigger productions too, like the people that come out, the comedians they book. Mm -hmm. It's all a different scene. And so when you try to when you try to just do comedy in Miami, once you go outside, you realize like, oh man, I'm I'm only thinking in one mindset. Exactly. Staying here uh -huh. when there's a whole bigger game out there. And my my mindset is even more than no no comedy club like actually in America, in America is probably gonna fit over five six hundred people. I think that's that's like the cap of a comedy club. But how many people are in America like? I think more of us just need to get online and start to pushing our art to, you know, online. Like on Facebook, it's over a billion people on Facebook. Like, no matter how hard I promote, <laughs> I'll never be able to yeah, you got like a uh, people to come out. You got like 12 Facebook pages, uh, 23 Instagram pages, and, and two Twitter bots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even use Twitter. I don't know how to use that shit. This, this is <laughs> it's very time-consuming, yeah, Twitter. It's like a book. I wish it, like... It's just a writing. I don't know. I like books with pictures and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, 
No, but I, I just I promote a lot. Like you got to find different ways, different marketing tactics, and understanding how to reach people. And with all these uh, different pages, it's like I'll find something about myself that I like or I know that I can promote, and I'll literally put it like in the niche. I'll and I'll promote just that fact about myself or, or this thing, and see how many people gravitate towards that. So one of the projects would be the Nick and Trey show when you first started. Because yeah. I think that was the that that, was, the first was that your first show. your own production along with Nick, I, I mean with uh, yeah, Trey. I know it's hard because I'm black. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> you're in Trey. Yeah, black guys, Nick. What? <laughs> Trey does look like a Nick. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's so, <laughs> Do you say that on stage? Like, yeah, I bet you all thought I was Trey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes, if it comes up, what happens? <laughs> And, and, yeah. But your first production with the improv was Nick and Trey show. Yeah, it was Nick and Trey show. Yeah. And then uh, Trey started doing his thing, and then you started doing your thing. Do you guys ever come back and do Nick and Trey? Of course, somewhere? man. We're never not stopping. It's uh, again, we're throwing all our cards out. We're, we're throwing shit at the wall, and whatever hits, you know what I mean. And it's like, okay, now this is what we're going with. We can't just stick to just okay doing one thing. It's like, no, I actually have. Anger management, the Nick and Trey show, the Nick and Trey show, and friends where we actually bring people out. Um, what else? And the new uproar shows. So I have like four to five different productions that I run simultaneously, but I have different promotion groups, different ideas, of different fan bases behind everything. You know what I mean? Different ways to, to exactly. bring the folks out in yeah. the bookings. Because my Nick and Trey jokes are not my ridiculous Nick jokes, you know, from ang- anger management. I, I don't even. Like, those crowds probably don't even think I'm the same person. <laughs> like, like, you know, so it's, it's, but again, I want to throw everything out, you know. I, I feel like I can hold any hat in comedy. You can put me on stage with any comedian, and I'll be able to, you know, fit that genre, fit whatever is going, you know what I mean? Like, whatever the show's about. Yeah, you read the audience, and, it, you, and you see the branding, and you make exactly, it. Exactly. You know, That's awesome, man. Yeah, uh, so when I first met you, uh, we were doing mics, you know, in the Coral Springs, West Palm Beach area. Yeah. Uh, this was probably back in like 2013, 2014, uh, maybe even before. Uh, you 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 had a gimmick. You had a uh, handcuffs. You were just ridiculous, and then you had a hang. Yeah, you had handcuffs. Yeah. I think you went up with like you always had a glass of uh, whiskey. No. Uh, Definitely Hennessy, but that was, <laughs> it was really no gimmick. I just like to drink before stage, and shit, I like to drink. Just because I like to drink, it was no, no always. But that uh, I wore, yeah, I wore handcuffs. It was more of an idea of don't do dumb shit, don't get in trouble, you know. And that was just like a, a constant reminder because I've done some dumb shit to get fucked up, or like I know, like hey, I could always do some something that's stupid, you know. But me having handcuffs on and being on stage is like, hey, I know what I'm doing here. These handcuffs are like keeping me locked to this game. Don't do nothing dumb to really end up in these. You know what I mean? Just focus on what I'm doing. And uh, as you progressed um, as a comedian, what made you decide to become uh, uh, a producer and like, get into the business side? Um, I actually always had a business side like in mind. I never actually... like Surprised I, yourself doing it? Like you knew from the beginning? That yeah, I, I knew I wanted to own shit. I knew I wanted to like be able to build. I knew I could run rooms. I knew like I had the potential to do all these things. But in the beginning, it's like, let me focus on my comedy. I have the business mind frame. I understand what to do behind the scenes, but I want to be the funniest person. Like, if I'm going to push a product, I feel safest pushing the product, you know, coming from me, you know? So I'm like, even my own investment, I'm my first product. I'm the test dummy because all I'm really trying to do is create a way 
to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know Where do you want to go? No, not even to get. I mean, not even. I don't want to go anywhere. To say the truth, like I want to travel, of course, do the road comic thing. But I want to. I want to stay home. I want to build a place where South Florida is like a dope ass spot for comedy. Where people can come. My friends that live around here that are funny as hell can actually. You know, get with celebrities, meet, get better job opportunities, and help live their dreams, bro. You flying over to? Uh, have you done stand up NY yet? I mean, I'm sorry, not stand up NY. Um, stand up, stand up live. Um, yeah, yeah I just the one in Phoenix. You've done that one already, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one no, from the, the Improv, uh, the Miami Improv, has a good connection with with. Uh, yeah, yeah, the I've theater. Done it. I, yeah, yeah, I've done it. So you can fly there anytime and do your own production. Essentially. Yeah, I almost. Like, all I really got to do is now because I've done so many rooms. Like I don't think. I can I can call almost any club. I just gotta show them, hey man, this is what I do, and here's all the shows that I produce, and here are the numbers that I bring for all these shows, and I'm pretty sure that they'll say yeah. I mean, I don't. It looks like a beautiful club. It looks rather large. Yeah, same yeah. same amount of seats, four hundred. It looks a lot like Miami to tell you the truth. Like, okay, it, like the decorations and all set up, you know, with same hooked up the copper and all. Man, how lucky are we to have such a beautiful club here? I don't know, man. We really in Miami it's so long, yeah. right? Because, we, yeah, we went without it. But, I mean, that, <laughs> that was kind of a good thing, for, or at least for me in my career, because <laughs> the way it went, because Miami was like the popping spot. We did have the celebs. We did have the stuff. But, honestly, as a comic, at that time, I wasn't ready. You know, I'm still doing open mics and, like, getting called up last. You know what I mean? Barely getting my people in the door. So, like, that break from Miami was, like, kind of good for me. And it took... Literally all that time has been closed for me to practice, get my shit up, you know, become the person I am now. And now when it opens back up, you know, like, even though you're, you're uh, Nick is from uh, uh, you're from Coral Springs, right? No, born and raised in Miami. I okay. live in Coral Springs, but you live in Coral yeah. Springs, okay? And then you do all that big ass drive every time you do the shows here. So yeah, I mean, well, shit. It's, it's, <laughs> I literally live Palm Beach Improv is forty two minutes away from my house. The Miami Improv is forty two minutes away from. Speaking my house. of the Palm Beach Improv tonight, you're going to be opening for. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> You're gonna be sharing the stage yeah, with I'm working with you know somebody, but I'm working with Mike Epps, man. Hell yeah, man! That's such an awesome booking. Tell us the story. How'd you get the gig? I got called. <laughs> but how'd you how'd you, how'd you make the connections? What'd you do? How'd you feel? You're just like whatever, man. It's yeah. just another Listen, stage. I, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's cool, man. I, I love all the comics before us. I, every, that's great, man. You guys did fantastic, but. I, I, I don't really look up there like it's just another day it's just it's work you know what I mean it's, he's a man I'm a man have you met Mike Epps already no it's my first time you're about to meet him man guy's a, a no, I mean I, I, uh, we've done two two shows already that's great but what are you I, gonna tell him what are you gonna tell him you see him in the green room want smoke bro <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not I'm not even like when I'm around I'm always me bro like if we hang out we hang out we don't we don't but it's about the stage bro I'm coming in, I'm gonna fuck it up <laughs> it's like I just been going in there fucking it up, and he respects me for fucking it up. That's it, you know. I don't. It's, Are you gonna make the audience sing "fuck you"? <laughs> it depends. If it comes to that, hey, they don't want me to leave. I'm not leaving. <laughs> like no, but I, I really, I, I, I had aspirations. You know, I looked up to people bef- like before, but now I'm at a point to, bro. I want to be the best. Bro. I'm not looking for. I don't, I don't care about these. You, you do your job. I'm gonna do my job. But at the end of the day, like. Uh, I want your job. Like, you're gonna I get a lot of. Spot. You're gonna get a lot of eyes tonight, man. Yo, like, yeah, yeah. everyone is poised for an amazing show, and the fact that you're going on to sharing that stage, you're gonna get a lot of great eyes tonight, man. That's exciting. Yeah, man. Bro, it's actually been really dope, bro. The crowds have been super lovely, showing a lot of love after. Got some cool videos. Goopy love. No. Hey, 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 hey. Congratulations on your marriage. You just got married recently. Yeah, it's dope, man. 
found a perfect woman. I actually met her on stage. Julie, uh, the the story is Julie introduced you guys, right? No, she didn't introduce. She, she brought didn't her introduce out. shit. She just brought her out. Okay, <laughs> I did all the work. Uh, well, how did Julie and and your wife know each other? Um, I just through promotion, but I guess like her job, or their jobs work together every so often or something like that. And when they had like an event together, Julie was like, "Hey, I have improv tickets," and then they came out. Okay. Yeah. So. And then you did it on stage and everything, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, she was sitting in the front. No I think they had it recorded. I think I remember seeing yeah, a recording. I have, I, have I have that. And then when I got engaged, I booked a theater in Fort Lauderdale. Yes, so, I remember that. That's and, right. Um, you did a show just to propose yeah. to, to your wife. Yeah, it was great because I was like... You're such, the ro- you're such a romantic. Hey, hey what can I say? <laughs> you're such a romantic. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know she's, she was the one when you first met her? Yeah, I, I don't know. No, it was just something about her. Because, like, crazy thing is, like, I went to the improv with girls that day. Like, was, <laughs> like, partying up. But then I, like, looked at her and I'm like, you know what? I, I, I want her. And there's a difference. I don't know. Like, wanting her, going after her. But again, it was, like, at my, like, my job. You know, what I love to do. But I kind of, like, got fucked up. Like, what I had planned in my head. And it was, like, the first time I, like, choked on words. Like, whoa. <laughs> hey, she made, she made you, you feel know? a bit nervous. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I don't get this feeling. Why you fucking me up? You, you know? <laughs> that means you like her. Okay, what's, very cool, man. What's your name? What's your number? You got a boyfriend? <laughs> that's just how yeah, but that's what you said on stage, I yeah. think. <laughs> Yo, man, fuck these 300 people. Yeah, what's your yeah, name? Yeah. You want to give me your number? <laughs> but that's awesome, man. It's worth it. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a romance story in itself. A stand-up comedian finds his wife in the audience. They should make a movie out of it. And then gets famous. As well. Oh, we're going to. If you ever make a, docu- <laughs> yeah, if you ever a documentary, you got to include yeah. that scene in it. Yeah, I think I'm going to be in a lot of documentaries. Like, movie-wise... Um, I can't wait to like a lot of great comics die because I want to like play them. <laughs> which comic? Which comic would you want to play? Oh man, what do you think, bro? Like everybody. I well, Epps is already playing prior. Yeah, but shit, when Epps goes, I want to play Epps. <laughs> <laughs> For the sequel. <laughs> oh, Dave, I, I want to be able to play Dave. <laughs> That'll be dope. That would be funny. Yeah, play Dave. Oh, but uh, asking, bro, a lot of people are actually like, I'm sitting in the room with Mike, and Mike's like, Yo, you ever met Dave? And I'm like, bro, like, he'll, he'll love to meet you. I'm Jay Farrell. He's like, bro, you know Dave, bro? Like, you you act like him. Like, have y'all ever? I'm like, no, nah, bro. And that's like a good-ass compliment here. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to be me, bro. I don't want to be. Yeah, of course. You know? I mean, as you start getting better at stand-up comedy, you kind of start enjoying who you are as a mm-hmm. comic. And then you share that. I feel that sometimes, too. Um, what was it like meeting uh, Jerry Seinfeld? He dropped into your anger management show at the Miami Improv out of nowhere. Cool, and actually he um, dropped between my shows. It was great meeting him because again, Jerry did, did Seinfeld. Did he try to bump you? And no, you no, like, he, nah. he bumped my whole fucking show, bitch. Like he pushed that shit back like forty five minutes, man. He did forty five minutes. Uh, no, nah, he just pushed it back forty five minutes because the fact that he was there. <laughs> but love the fact that he was there. Great meeting him. <laughs> but and you yeah, know some funny. of my customers <laughs> went home because they're waiting outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was like, oh, wait, is he Jerry? <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld's here, and they got improv locked off. No more people can come inside, and my show is supposed to be starting. So I got like half of my people in the building, and then like half of them like we're at capacity. Doors are closed. It was in between shows. Wow. The first show people don't want to leave because Jerry Seinfeld's here, right. you know. So they were trying to do a like a sweep, put Jerry in, and it will start my show and like smooth it through. But um, I lost money. But I meant. Uh, <laughs> but I and you know what's funny about that story? That when you took the photo with Jerry Seinfeld, mm-hmm. you, you your shirt said "Billionaire Boys Club." Yeah, and I'm standing, standing next to Jerry. Jerry. Well, he's like fifty. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> blessed. That's the universe talking to you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, um, 
That's I'm very cool. Happy about that, but at the end of the day, I just wish he he didn't even get to see me perform, and it's like, again, I'm standing next to Jerry Seinfeld. You should drop when when you when you when you make it more. You should drop into his like retirement show or something. Oh, oh no, definitely <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld's last a, show, and then you just drop in. <laughs> I have to be that like it's not. I don't even like the fact that it's problematic, but I want to be like such a dope comic that yeah, any room I walk in at any damn time, like the way I do your rooms, bro. <laughs> Hey, bro, I walk yeah, in, show up. who's hosting, hey, uh, I'm next, right? <laughs> you know, and, but I want that across the country, bro, because, bro, I, I really put in the work ethic, bro. Like, I, I wake up in the morning, I write jokes before I brush my teeth. <laughs> like, it's, I got to be funny before I, I leave the house. It's, it's it, And it's just the way my life is set up. It's like comedy over everything, bro. And I don't want nothing else. Like, it's, it's I'm just going to keep going after this every, like, every day. Like, people give eight hours at work. I, I, I don't do that. <laughs> I give eight hours to myself minimum, you know what I mean? And there's still, because again, like, I do my own photo shoots. If I'm the guy that has to take the pictures, I'll take the pictures. I got my own camera set up when I'm recording. I edit all my own videos. Bro, I do my own marketing. So it's like I'm running a full, I feel like a whole corporation, and I'm, I have so many different hats on, you know what I mean? But now it's coming to the point where I'm, I'm making some money so I can put people in different positions. And, hey, this is how I run shit. I want you to run it like this. And I'll give you this amount of money to make that happen. You know what I mean? And right now, if everybody just does their fucking job, bro, I think. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think it's like it could really be something, you know. I think it already is, man. I think, I think you're just about to take it to the next level as you keep working uh, with the uh, improv chains. You know, I think the the power of the improv is their branding. Mm-hmm. So much history behind the improv yeah. logo, and if if anyone sees like a flyer with that logo, like tickets just sell easily. Yeah, I don't know. It does definitely does because a lot of the times, like when I didn't have shit, nobody knows who the hell I am from nothing. I improv free tickets. <laughs> it wasn't even hey, I'm at the improv. It was just oh, improv, and let people yeah. be in suspense, not knowing who's gonna be there. But now again, but sometimes just, that would be the best promo when you're starting off. Yeah, yeah, at the, at the beginning because you want people to know you first. But now I'm all about face, name, um, or uh, draw business. Draw. Uh, like people just have to always see my name, my business name, or, or, or you know something with everything that I'm attached with. You know what I mean? I got the biggest dude on the fly now. <laughs> like, well, what, what do you what do you think is? Uh, and I don't want to hold you up, man. I know yeah, you got to get to the improv. It's uh, four forty. Yeah, yeah. One more minute. Last question. <laughs> I like doing this. What, shit what, what, well, right, what would be the uh, the best biz- business advice for the people trying to get into the comedy industry? Like, if you try to produce your own stuff. Oh wow! Yeah, people gotta buy that. That's just, <laughs> that's crazy because I, I I honestly I come up with my methods out of scratch. Like it's if I told you how I promote, you'd be like, wow, wow, that's that, that's different. I never thought of you know it, it's. It's really original. Like I really found a way, like internet and like street promo, but I do things a lot differently, you know. And I want to sell that one day, and not only for, you know, just comedy, but every entertainment genre. You know what I mean? Because I know my formula will work great with musicians, but again, I'm gonna make it work for me first, and then this is what I want to sell. Because again, like I didn't have anybody to help me market all my marketing materials. I learned for myself. So it's like I want to make money as a marketer, and my comedy. No one, no one helped me write these jokes. Bro, I wrote all these jokes. I worked hard. Sometimes I didn't get on stage, bro. I brought my mom to the comedy club. I didn't have enough people. <laughs> I didn't get on stage. Like, yeah, uh, sometimes back that, in the day, that, family, you know, really, filling four seats. <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> really embarrassing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't. 
take those like those times. I remember those times. I'll never forget. You know what I mean. So those will push me to work harder, and that's what got me marketing. You know, that's was like, oh, I couldn't get on stage. I brought my mom, and like, what, what the fuck? You know, I'm gonna promote so hard. Like you'll never tell me I'll, I'll, I'll never be able to come. You know, nobody will bring more people to this club than me. Like you'll know. You know what I mean? And that's just how I took things. Um. Damn, I want to tell the story, but I have enough time. We gotta do this again. <laughs> All right, we gotta do a sequel. Yo, we, let's do a sequel yeah. uh, next uh, next Sunday. All right, for those that are uh, watching this today, uh, today's date is August fourth. Uh, Ridiculous Nicholas will be sharing the stage with Mike Epps over at the West Palm Beach Improv. Yeah. What are the show times? Showtime seven o'clock tonight. Only one show. We've done four shows already, but seven o'clock last show. If y'all can make it, make it. Hurry up! All right, guys. I'll see you guys next Sunday. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, and I got some stories that you want to say. Um, <clears throat>